Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you ever found weird things in a vagina? Have you found yourself needing multiple partners to fulfill your desires? Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Walters, a board-certified OBGYN. It is so important that we know how and when to ask the right questions, whether you're in front of your doctor or just hanging out with your good girlfriends. Now, I wanted to create Dr. Jackie's point of view because sometimes you need to just hear the unfiltered good old Dr. Jackie. I will inspire, uplift, and educate women and men on the who, what, when, and where of things we balance daily. Make sure you subscribe to Dr. Jackie's Point of View and tune in every Thursday. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, my guest is Devika Bise, and a lot of you may know her brother, Aditya Ditz. <laughs> so we have the whole family on the podcast. Yes, we do. I think my claim to fame for a lot of things is my brother, and I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> your brother's the best, except so are you. So I wanted you to share your story with the listeners because it's so unique and I think you're doing big things and you're part of this whole trailblazer brown girl movement and I love it. That is so kind of you to say. Thank you so much. So how old are you? That's how we're starting? Yes. How old am I? Yes. Oof. Okay. I turned 30 this year, which was a whole thing. Okay. Um, I'm an actor, so, you know, I don't know. It's a mental... I kind of think 30 is that year where your 12-year-old self had ideas about where you'd be at 30. And then you kind of have to reckon with 
all of that. And it was also a pandemic. I had two birthdays in the pandemic, like in oh gosh, yes. a world where I couldn't really. And know, milestone do- birthdays. Is 29 a milestone birthday? I think so. It's the last year of your <laughs> 20s and you're in a pandemic. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Basically, poor me. Boohoo. Yes. <laughs> I turned 30. But actually, I've been loving it, surprisingly, in the sense that even for acting roles, I think the more interesting, cool roles. I just booked um, a role on an Apple TV show that I can't talk about. And generally when I say that, I'm lying. Like I'm making it up. I pretend that I can't talk about things. Um, But this is true. (laughs) Congratulations. That's huge. So you are an actor and that's kind of what I want to get into. So you did the whole good Indian girl thing, meaning you went, I went to, to Johns Hopkins. You went That's to like Johns as Hopkins, good honey. Indian as it goes. Okay, so you are a smarty pants. You go to a good school. How do you tell your parents, I want to be an actor? So I did that in high school. So I was 18. Um, I was a senior in high school. And I told my parents, I am an old hag. Um, if I'm ever going to make it in this industry, I have to quit school now or at least graduate and then start acting. And my Desi immigrant parents were like, absolutely not like, ha ha ha. But no. And at that time, they said, OK, go to college, get a B.A., not a B.F.A., a B.A. in something, preferably from a good school. Yes. Right. Or like a known whatever. Of course. Institution. <laughs> And then afterwards, if you still want to do this acting thing, we'll talk. Fine. Whatever. Um, So a deal's a deal. Um, And after I graduated, I said I still and and I graduated early because, again, I thought I was this old hag at 22. Which is Um, probably true, though. Realistically, I don't think any of us are old, but there is a shelf life for women in Hollywood. So here's the thing. I've looked so young on camera for so long that there's been this really interesting thing of the roles that I would be up for require someone who looks in their 30s. And even through my 20s, I look like a child on film. I look like I'm 18. I look like I'm 16. And I was never going up for like teen Nickelodeon stuff. That was never, um, I, I don't know, not your part focus. of my journey. Yes. Yeah. And so it was a weird mismatch of things because I just looked young. And my team was like, you know what? That's great. Looking young is not a problem in right. this industry. But that's kind of why I think this next decade is something I'm looking forward to. Yes. To there's more optimistic. opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think the interesting roles are all like older women of course I'm calling like mid-30s older we don't think it's older but in Hollywood you know you have to start you don't have to start anything young but in Hollywood there is a path to becoming an actor and usually you start young starting out is nonsense first of all because even to get an agent to get those early roles they ask you do you have a real and then you like make up some real of doing something and they say oh do you have any parts in like law and order svu or on a show on cable and it's like no because i don't have an agent what do you mean i'm just starting out starting out is the hard it's really even 
looking back, knowing what I know now, I think I wouldn't have done this. It's ins- really? it's insanity. It's ins- like you have to be a full lunatic to decide that you want to do this with, with your life. And I tell people that when they say, you know, oh, my daughter is starting out. They want to be an actress. I always say, tell her if she would be happy doing anything else, please do that. Please, yes. please do that. Because otherwise you have to love it so much. It has to bring you so much joy because it's there's a lot of pain along the way. It's a tough anyway. I'm like opening it. my no, heart out. It because it's, it's, like, it's, it's so hard. The podcast is called Currently Cringing, right? And there's a lot of cringeworthy moments and pain and ups and downs. And I love to surround myself with real people. And me and you hit it off right off the bat when yes. we met. And so I appreciate you and your candor. So you tell your parents, I want to be an actress, Mm -hmm. actor, and I'm going to do this. Then what happens? So I moved back home to New York and I started taking these classes where basically you have to pay casting directors to look at your resume and it's basically classes where they tell you, you know, how your audition technique is, blah, blah, blah. But it's a bit of a racket, I have to say. And somehow through that, I I got cast in a play off Broadway through a casting director who was awesome, Judy Bowman. And then through that, I got my manager. And then from there, things, you know, but there are times where you're working a lot and then there are times where you're just not booking anything and it truly feels so random other than the fact that if you book travel if you have an important occasion if you have a life (laughs) event if you have a bachelorette party you will book a role you will book a really important (laughs) like really big role that you cannot turn down because that is the nature of the truly that is the nature of the industry. Did that happen? Every time I have to go anywhere, it's like, oh, no, you can't anymore. So now you're in this acting world, which we will get back into. But then you're also married to a Caucasian man who is very lovely. Uh, Shout out to your husband, who is amazing, supportive, awesome, kind. Everything people should look for in a husband. Yes. What was that like bringing home? a non-Indian to your immigrant, hardworking parents who brought you here to live the Indian American dream? (laughs) Well, the good news is by the time I started dating Nick, who, yes, is all of those things, wonderful, lovely, caring, supportive, etc. Brilliant. I had dated a number of white guys in the sense that I think my parents had lost hope that I would marry an Indian. They kind of just, it, it just, it's not something they ever really thought would happen. Like Bali, you like vanilla milkshake. What I are just, you going to do? <laughs> I don't, you know what it is to my, you know, to, it, it's not that. It's that how I grew up, you know, I went to a private all girls school on the upper east side, surrounded by other private preppy, you know, kids. Yeah. And I knew two other brown people, three. And I know a ton of Indians from India. But I knew three Indian Americans, like truly none. And my mom, 
also has, I think, a kind of complicated view on Indian Americans. Yeah. Because she thinks, you know, it's all like bastardized yes, and like Bollywood yes. and blah, blah, blah. And it's not real Indians, you know, who actually know about India and the right. culture and Bharatnatyam and, True. you know, all this stuff. I could say she's probably right. She Definitely. But she had a strict view. Like, we would go to India every chance we could. So did we. Up. We, we were, chanted in Sanskrit. Our house was Indian inside. Right. Like, we lived in America, but inside our house was India. Full India. Yeah. Same. And kids would come over, like, laugh at me because I said holiday and vitamin and herb. Same. Um, And it just, at the time, I truly didn't know very many brown people here. Who are Americanized. Who are Amer- so that's why I didn't end up dating Indian guys is truly I didn't know any here. Yeah. It's just how it's it was a problem. It's a problem. I think it's changing. It's, it's getting changing. Better. But we we call that training your parents and that's what you did. <laughs> you bring home the first white guy and then you slowly tell them this is what you like and then you bring home the white husband. So what's really fascinating is my parents always say that Nick is more Indian than I am. And I've met Indian guys. I'm sure there's some good ones out there like your brother Jits, but (laughs) Nick is better than a lot of Indian guys I've met. So, you know, to me, it's not about who they are or where they're from. It's the the person. What do they bring to the table? Are they a good human? I mean, that, of course, but culturally, it's pretty hilarious because he eats super spicy food. He, whenever he goes to anywhere, he's like diving down and like touching everyone's feet. All the like aunties and uncles are like, oh, my, my God, God, he is the sweetest. I don't even do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But see, so he I'm is adored by every older Indian person, I swear. But you must have patience. You must have patience because I'm very practical and I do want to be with an Indian guy and I'm attracted to Indian guys, but there's also part of me knowing my family and I guess they all adapt and, you know, they will love whoever you love, right? But explaining everything, like, why are we breaking this coconut? Like, that's an. Do you do that a lot? Well, I think he remembers all of it so yes uh, there's like some explaining to be done yeah. he is interested he likes to learn this which kind is of important stuff. and then he remembers like he knows he's like oh this is and he knows all of the the days that he has to give me gifts for all of the random like oh, Hindu holidays that. where he has to give me gifts and they're like a few yeah if you you know observe yes. all of them I love that and he loves his Indian clothing that he wear like he he wears his Indian clothes a lot. I think speaking with you now, I think the key is they need to respect your culture and be interested in your culture. Yes. As well. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to be with someone who was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, what I think is really interesting is that he calls me Devika and it took him like a year, I want to say, to like get it, to like just be casually saying it without really thinking about it because he used to pause and then be like, Devika. Because like, it's a D, right? The, the D-H. D-H. Yeah, that's in, tough. In our Indian language and in our Indian speech, our D isn't like Devika. It's right. Devika. Right. And that's why Devika is how I go here. Yes. Um, mainly because if I were to say my name correctly, it would be 
Davica here. It would get like turned into Davica. Yes. And I hate Davica, like Dave, right? That just sounds, that's horrible. I don't like it. Davica is great. It's a beautiful name. Davica is great. As it should be pronounced. But Davica is unacceptable for me, which is why I never tried to, to, ever pronounce my name correctly for anyone yes. because I'd rather be Devika, which is how I've gone my whole life, than Devika. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. no, you don't want <laughs> no, that. No, So he now does it very casually and people are Im- just... I'm impressed. Impressed yeah. when you hear him say it because it's very, it's, it's really casual. It's good. And now I also want to talk about being with a partner who is open and accepting and supportive of your acting career because that's big too. Yeah, I I guess. Because I, I, I can tell you from my personal experience, I'm not an actor. I'm on reality TV. But it takes a certain type of person to be okay with that. Well, what's interesting is he is an entrepreneur, right? I mean, he's the CEO, founder, blah, blah, blah of a ski and snowboard company. Yes. Um, and he also I think has this lifestyle that is up in the air you know he always jokes that you know it could all come crashing down any moment so we're winging it every day (laughs) we're all just like hoping for the best right and so he understands my lifestyle I understand his um sometimes it can be really stressful because we both have a ton going on and then sometimes we can be like oh it's Wednesday do you want to go on a trip somewhere like maybe that sounds like a great idea so it's helpful that we both have that what I think is amazing that I have to give him credit for is as an actor you have to do these self-tapes all the time and what is a self-tape so a self-tape is a tape you send in to a casting director that your agent or manager kind of gets for you they're like interested in this role for you And then the camera is pointing at you and your reader is off camera and they have to read the lines off camera. So like in layman's terms, for me, someone watching would be like, oh, it's kind of like an audition. It is an audition. It is. It is. It is. Okay. But beforehand, pre-pandemic, more often than not, you would go in to the office and then the casting director would like read with you. And then you would do it once and they would say, great job. Now, how about you try it, you know, a little angrier, like maybe you're da da da, And they would give you a note or two and then you'd do it again. Or they would say, thank you. That was terrible. Goodbye. Or thank you. That was great. Goodbye. Or they'd interrupt you. It it, it depends, right? And so because of the pandemic, now it's all moved to self-tapes. And I used to do them for LA parts or right. India, but you know, things that were casting in other places. But now everything pretty much is um, yeah. self-tape, which means he has to do a lot of these. Like with the So he plays L. the other part. He plays the other part. I love that. He has to read he's gotten so good at the reader intonation. I love because you that. can't act too much, right? But you you kind of have to do this monotone. You have to get into it too also quickly so that I'm not just waiting for him to get through his yes. life. And sometimes he gets so annoyed because often he has long monologues and paragraphs he has to read and he's and they're like 
why do they want to hear me say this? While but I love that. Like, <laughs> I love that, you know, he's supportive and he's helping you. He does an excellent job. He does an excellent job. But I have to say, every husband of an actor I know has had to be put in this position. Now it's just like life now. There's yes. so many non-actors I know who have just thrust into this world of doing self-tapes right. with their partners, which is just this hilarious, I don't know. I love it. And yeah. you, you, you just said that sometimes you're told... In the audition, you know, thank you, goodbye. That was terrible. I want to get into that. I want to so get you into You rarely get this. told that, but it's in the eyes, you know? But you need thick skin to be in this game. Oh, my God. You need such thick skin. So tell me. Tell me what it's like to be Indian, where already you're, like, niche, right? Even Oof. though times are changing, hashtag representation matters, but a lot of it is lip service, mm -hmm. you know, like, yes. I'd like to see more out there. Yes. But tell us what that's like. So it's been really interesting to see how things have changed throughout the industry, right? So I, you know, I graduated when I was 22 and now I'm 30. So it's not such a broad span, but it kind of is in the sense of how things were. Right out of college, I went up for every ethnically ambiguous role which was my wheelhouse um and it's like the girl named ashley who's bffs with the main blonde girl and she's like ethnically ambiguous so she checks off that box yes. but you don't ever meet her parents so that you don't ever have to like explain what she is she's just like exotic look and your name's exotic. ashley yeah, the name is always <laughs> ashley it has to be ashley and that you know, yes, there's some troubling parts about all of that, as I'm joking about this. And at the same time, there were a lot of roles available to me at that time. And then the pendulum kind of swung in the other direction, where if you were not from that specific place in India, like that, the actual town, town that the brown person in the script was from you were not eligible for that or then you're not the right shade of, of brown, brown right for this role because we can't tell if you're indian because you do look ethnically ambiguous, ambiguous. and my nose is not like a traditional indian yeah. nose whatever that even means whatever reason what, whatever that even they means have. right and and i've been told this a zillion zillion times that you know like oh are you really a 100% indian like you don't look indian enough though and i'm like but I actually am 100% Indian and I can count on two fingers, what I, sorry, two fingers, two hands. Yes. And the other sides of both hands. Right. The number of actors I have seen play Indian roles in big films who are not Indian, but look more Indian than I do. Yes. Or whatever it is, right? Yes. And there are examples where I have lost out roles to those people because I don't look Indian enough right. compared to someone who's truly not a drop of Indian blood in their veins. Right. It's, banana. It's, it's fully bananas. So then there was that period where I was only going up as these like the Indian girl coder who couldn't find a boyfriend because she's just super into coding and like yes. boohoo she can't get a date. Stuff. Right. And it, again like I didn't really fit that either yeah. right and so I've been no you're a sexy mama I don't <laughs> see you as a coder but yeah it's just it's it's really hard to just have to be in that box it's a box right and now I will say and I know now I'm feeling happy and optimistic so I've just been cast in this, this 
this uh, thing now. But I do feel like the pendulum is coming back in the sense of open casting for just someone that fits the part and can do it well. Right. And it doesn't matter really what you look like. And if if they're brown, interesting, cool. If there's something else, interesting, cool. That's what I say. That's how it should be. It's we're we're getting there, but we're I think we are getting there, but we have so much longer to go. Yeah. I mean, when we were growing up, we didn't have family karma. We didn't have never have I ever. Halle Berry was my, I mean, is still, but was was my role model because she was a, a tone, like her colored skin was the closest to mine that I had seen. And so I was like, Halle Berry, like she kind of looks like me, like therefore she was the only example of anything I had. Yeah. And my parents hated Bollywood, right? So they like wouldn't even let me watch Bollywood. Did you ever want to be in Bollywood? uh, I would love to do something in Bollywood if the role was right. It's just, I think you have to climb that ladder in its own way too. It's such a different style. It's a whole different world too. And I love dance. I I don't know. Well, you love to dance. Right? We you had a big wedding, these. guys, featured <laughs> in Vogue, Vogue India. Look but up we Devika's did, wedding. But we did big dance numbers in that, and yeah. it was a blast. Yes. A capital B. So that kind of made me like, ooh, Bollywood sounds fun. Yes. Um, but it's a tough, it, right? They're all really they're, tough. Yeah, and now tough. at least I have a foot in this industry. You know, I'm known by the casting directors. Right. I, like, have... You're um, in my team in the frame of mind. Yeah. I'm getting work. Yes. Um, Bollywood, I feel like would be starting from scratch. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I've really explored, but. What is your advice to young people or old, whatever you want, <laughs> whoever's listening? What is your advice to them if they want to break into this acting industry? Oh, my heart. My heart goes out to them, first of all. I'm being so negative. I, I don't just, think I, you are. I think you're being real, which is why we yeah. love this podcast. Well, do you like how I said it? we love my own podcast? We do love this podcast. <laughs> we do love it. I will yeah. say if you want, I mean, if it's what your heart desires, do it. And the reality is if it's what you really want to do, no one will be able to tell you not to because a zillion people told me not to. And here I am, you know, complaining yes. about my life on a podcast. No, <laughs> I love it. And where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, although I'm trying to be better. You're going to teach me how to be good at posting. I will post you, of course. With my phone. Um, so, yes, my Instagram. handle is Devika Pise. And we can catch you soon on Apple TV. On Apple TV. TVD. My movie, Warrior Queen of Chasi, is on Hulu. Guys, um, check it out. And Amazon Prime and any of those other ones. And then uh, The Man Who Knew Infinity is also on Prime, I want to say. Okay, amazing. It's yeah, I'm around. We'll we'll tag it all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your time what and your lovely inside and out. I love you. Oh, love you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Bye.